0: Hey, Couch critics,
1: how you going, Brad?
0: Yeah, I'm uh doing pretty good, could be worse than lockdown.
1: Yeah, well, it's a bit of a different way for us to be joining together. Uh, we're, we're catching up over Zoom because last time we caught up in person, you know, a, a whole regional lockdown got called. So, uh, we're back together and we're going to be chatting a couple of different things about Aussie football. Uh, and we're of excited to announce that we're we're going to try and launch this as a podcast. So you could be watching this on YouTube, uh, but you also could just be listening to Bradley's dulcet tones in your ears for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoy this. Uh, if you're more of a podcast listener, I uh, hope this hits the spot. So um, we're going to change up the format a little bit just to, to match that podcasty kind of theme. And so we're going to start off Uh, chatting some hot topics in Australian football at the moment. Uh, We've got a couple of little topics we'll talk about before we do our deep dive uh, into our main topic for today, which as we kind of uh, flirted with last episode on YouTube, uh, we're going to be chatting about an Australian national second division. So uh, get ready for that. That's coming up later in the episode, but uh, Bradley first, we're going to chat a couple of other hot topics. Uh, Firstly, just, FFA Cup, Uh, since we last talked, uh, you know, a fortnight ago and and we talked about the FFA Cup uh, fairly in-depth, there's actually been some movement.
0: Yeah, from the sounds of it, I think it was on Friday. I think it was Friday they announced it yesterday, so that would have been the 27th of August. They announced that we're going to get some games underway, mainly all the games in the Queensland section of the draw and a couple of WA games versus South Australian games. Obviously those states... They've uh, been pretty well managed uh, or just lucky enough they haven't been affected by covid so we're going to get those games underway which is uh, exciting the first one i believe is going to be the Peninsula Power on against Brisbane Roar on September 14 so hopefully that'll be a well attended game um, actually it's uh, the home they're going to be playing at the home ground of both teams uh, Peninsula Power from Redcliffe and Brisbane, who's been based in Redcliffe. I don't know if it's actually Peninsula Power's regular home game. Go- no, it's not uh, Peninsula Power's regular home ga- uh, ground, but they both play in Redcliffe. So hopefully the locals yeah. will get around it and um, check out some live uh, football for the first time in a couple of months.
1: And, and the really exciting thing is that uh, there's the potential for it to be on template. Uh, it is template that they're going to be showing this, not. Uh, well well, I've seen some some other things and we'll talk about it later about Socceroos but mm. um, it looks like 10Play will be the first place they're going to stream these things. So Not- is that
0: the app? Is that the online website to watch channel? Yeah TV? I
1: think that's the online kind of template is their online uh, kind of place um, interesting I thought Paramount Plus would be the place for all this as well but there's there's no football content on Paramount Plus as of yet. There's
0: some great content on Paramount Plus. Though. I watched a fair bit of uh, cat Dog and SpongeBob, all the classic Nickelodeon shows I watched as a kid. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: look, it's it's okay if you're a kid. Uh, yeah, but the look football like, oh, will
0: be there. I'm I, I assume it will. Come. That's
1: the reason they've got it, isn't it?
0: Mike? And it, it's on Channel Ten, so I you know we can't complain. Um, it'll be picked up. Um, it that's probably it, won't be it. on the main. Well, maybe the file will be on the main channel, but um, these yeah. matches might not be. So you're at, so yeah, you say they're going to be on the on the streaming website. So at least it's getting some coverage. Um, it, it, we can watch it, and um, you, you know, there's other good stuff about ten. or well,
1: Paramount have kind of started to list their uh, commentators and, and some of the pundits for the, the upcoming Socceroos match. Um, Otherwise, with the FFA Cup, it is good that FFA or the FA, sorry, um, they've committed to the FFA Cup for this season. So it is going ahead. We were kind of uh, worried that maybe they might can it, but it looks like they're, they're going to try their hardest. Just, it's going to be a late start for the New South Wales teams, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not talking about getting out of certain lockdowns uh, when we hit that 70 70- to 80% of uh, vaccination rates and that's not until October, November, so I can't imagine those teams playing anytime soon considering, you know, they haven't played a game for a couple of months now, so they might uh, yeah. play their games maybe in January or something, or maybe December if they can push it, that's if and it seems like we will uh, hopefully be getting out of lockdown with those vaccination rates, so yeah, it will be a later start and obviously they won't be able to start the round of What's after the 30th? The round of sixteen. No, they they might be able to start that till well into next year, um, yeah. the, the first round is completed. It's gonna
1: gonna lead to a little bit of uh, fixture congestion, I think, uh, for A League and for MPL teams when they kick off again next next season. So it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, hopefully, Peninsula Power, you know, do one on the raw and and oh. kick off the FFA Cup in style. Uh, on template that'd be that'd be great to watch it would be the dream and some other kind of hot topic news is well we're recording this it's one o'clock on saturday the 28th the socceroos squad is going to be announced at five o'clock this afternoon and uh, for for the upcoming qualifiers and there's been a bit of uh, controversy controversy about uh, the i guess the proposed kind of places we're playing and further down the line uh what do you think of mandatory tracking Bradley of what sorry the 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 risk trackers oh yeah so that's
0: the concept uh football Australia put to the government saying you know we'll make sure our players wear um GPS or whatever trackers you know what if they agree to it good on them but I don't think we need to be going to these lengths to let our footballers play in the country I mean They're already, I imagine, the ones based in Europe are getting checked for COVID, you know, several times a week.
1: Um,
0: You know, if this game was to happen, it would have so much um, extra protocols and safety measures to put in place to make sure there is absolutely no interaction between the players and the fans. And I'm confident they'd pull it off. I mean, we held the Aussie Open quite successfully um, in Melbourne at the start of the year. I think there might be one or two, but, you know, that was a massive group of tennis players that came over. We're talking about 30 footballers and, you know, maybe another 15 odd staff between two teams. Uh, it, it's doable. And, you know, I think, you know, we've got a, a big campaign, a really tough campaign to qualify for the next um, world cup. We've got to play Japan. We've got to play Saudi Arabia and China. You know that none of these teams we've got to push overs. and having that home ground advantage just gives us that little bit extra um, going forward to win the game. And it's going to be hard playing, you know, in the middle of the desert um you know with no fans there in Qatar it's it's gonna be hard yeah, and nice. you know I think we're not gonna have a lot of our local domestic players. I think Matthew Leckie, there's a story in the Sydney Morning Herald, he's already made it clear that just with um his situation he's not going to be able to commit um to doing the quarantine. You know, he's got a, a German wife and two kids that just moved to um to Australia and he doesn't want to leave his wife alone for you know a couple of months. Um, which <laughs> yeah, which but- I understand. I understand that.
1: Yeah, we kind of forget the the big sacrifice that these guys make for our entertainment. You know, mm. uh, a lot of them don't see their families. You know, you, we think about the the A-League seasons that have just kind of happened mm. and the time they spent away from their families uh, because everyone went to the hub. The, the New Zealand players who spent the whole season in Australia away mm. from, from family and friends. And, and, and that's huge. That's a, a huge kind of ask for them. So... I think we kind of forget that. So, yeah, you know, Lucky, that's his choice. Uh, some of the others, though, with, with the other measures of uh, all the players will be vaccinated, according to, you know, this proposal by the FA, uh, that rules out, you know, Jimmy Troisi and Mitch Duke, uh, who are, you know, posting stuff all over their <laughs> Instagrams about not taking the vaccine. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into that, you know. Do what you want. But um, it is just interesting that you know they're, they're pretty yeah. much
0: And without diving into it you know we're not uh, well, we're not professional scientists or doctors you know I think people spend their whole lives doing it We've been told very clearly by these people is safe And so you know if, you know James Tour and Mitchell Duke you know professional footballers have probably never done a day of life of science you know good on them, yeah. <laughs> good on them. but, but I, I think our government has set a interesting precedent uh, when it comes to vaccine making priorities over athletes. So I think uh, the rugby team at the start of the year when they toured Europe they were prioritised to get the vaccines. same with our Olympians when they went to the Olympics. So I think the government has set the precedent and I don't see any reason why our local soccerers shouldn't be not shown that same favouritism. Yeah, Whether you agree right. with it or not um, with them jumping the queue, the government's already done it um, for the union and the Olympics. I'm not sure about the cricket. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, you know, just another chance for soccer to get shafted in Australia, but you know, that, that is what it is. But yeah. uh, the upcoming, at least the upcoming games for the soccer roos, we've, we've got China next week. Is it next week? It is next week, isn't it? Next Friday. Next Friday. And then uh, a couple of days after that, are uh, we playing against. Uh,
0: Vietnam? I think that sounds right. Yeah, the, the China one will be on the Friday morning about 4.30. It's going to be in Qatar. So that was going to be our home game. I think they originally put it down for Bankwest, but obviously um, yeah. that couldn't happen. So I don't know why they just try and move it to um, Perth or something where COVID's not too much of a problem. Um, mm. But yeah, I no, mean, not the, at, we're not at home. It's, it's going to be just, tricky.
1: Yeah, and... Um, Thinking squad. Obviously, the squad will get announced this afternoon. So by the time you're hearing this, we've probably got it wrong already. Uh, but no, no, Matthew Leckie, at least to start. And mm. That's that's a big loss for the soccer. I think he's been named our cap- new captain as well. So, and and what he adds up front, he he really does have that pedigree. He can score goals. He's kind of transformed himself into this number nine for the Socceroos. Um, that's disappointing. Uh, I'm hoping to see Awar Mabil kind of get a start for the Socceroos. I think he's been fantastic for Michelin at the start of the season. And, and he just always plays, you know, 100% for it. Socceroos. He, he, he works so hard. I'd love to see him feature. And pretty good to see Tom Rogic uh, in a bit of form under Ange Postacoglu. Uh, of course, this Sunday night, big game, the old firm, Derby. Mm. Uh, that's 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 a huge one for Ange. But it's been really nice to see uh, Rogic playing well. And Mitch Boyle as well over in Scotland. Um, he's been on fire at the start of the season. So so that bodes well for Australia's kind of front line. Our, our strikers are, are in form uh, overseas, which is
0: really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if uh, Jamie McLaren will get picked as well because you know he's another in-form strike. Well, I mean, he's always been in form when he's playing. Um yep, yep. and whether he commits playing a soccer is with all the quarantine he have to do, that'll be that'll be interesting. Mm. Um if he gets a run or not. Um it's be tough, tough ass to miss, you know, the first couple of months of the A League and he's just so valuable to that Melbourne City team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um I, I yeah, I think he's definitely worth being included in the squad. Yeah. Uh the midfield, I, I don't know. Aaron Moye kind of stepped back from the last international window because he hadn't spent much time with his family. I wonder if he's going to be back in. I'm hoping uh, he definitely adds something and we're going to need his creativity and his just calmness in the centre of the pitch uh, in these big qualifiers. I think
0: Mm.
1: we can't afford to not have him there. And Graham Arnold knows that, I think. Um, The back line could be interesting as well. Uh, Milos Dejanek uh, of course he, he's really solid and playing good good football in europe but who's your pick for partnering him at center back
0: oh gosh you pick me on the back line i'm never, I'm never any good with, uh, with the back line um mm. i know that um not in the back line though we'll be missing probably ryan grant as well at uh left back right back whatever wing whatever side That's he's right. on um yeah i'm not quite sure you're partnering
1: I mean, um, Harry Suda has been good for Stoke. Uh, he, he started well. He really is maturing uh, as a centre-back. Mm. Plus, he's just big and dangerous. Like, he, he's a good option. Um, Trent like good Sainsbury, Trent Sainsbury's, you know, he's a, he's a decent centre-back. Has he really played good enough football recently mm. to, to get a starting spot? I don't know. Um I mean there's there's some others who are in contention. You know, Curtis Good, you've got to chuck him in as a as a possibility. And and Ryan McGowan, who's playing in Q8 now, so he's he's nice and close uh to to drop over to the Socceroos squad. And mm. they're all options. It'll be good to see Frank Karicic uh, get some game time again
0: for the Socceroos. Mm. Uh, he was, he was great in the last couple of qualifiers. So yeah, it's gonna be, be interesting. In, I'll be interested to see in the next year or so whether um with Matthew Speranovic, if he gets good game time and if he starts performing at Melbourne Victory, because I think when he was, like I think he's been out without a club for a long time. Um, When he was playing, you know, he was probably one of our best options in the back line. Um, But obviously no game, you can't, uh, no game time the past year or so, you can't just pick him. Um, But I'll be very interested to see how he goes in the next year and a bit, Um, because he's definitely in the future, someone that could put his hand up and get a spot in that back line.
1: And I think that's why he's moved to Melbourne Victory. Uh, under Tony Popovich, who loves a loves a solid defence, if he can have a good season, he puts his name right in contention for the World Cup next year. Yeah, and he came uh, back
0: to the Wanderers under Tony Popovich and had a great season. And then he went off overseas again and probably didn't turn out the best for him. But he's back and I, I really hope he has a good season.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, that's the other thing is uh, before the World Cup, there's plenty of chances for, for A-League Uh, Players to to put their hands up and and put their name in contention for a World Cup spot. Um, We saw so many uh, of those players play at the Olympics and really have fantastic uh, campaigns. And Nathaniel Atkinson and Danny Jonro definitely stand out in in there as people who could maybe sneak them their way into a Socceroos squad uh, over the next twelve months. So that's exciting Mm. to see as well. Mm. Yeah, Uh, that's kind of Socceroos news and. And I guess it might be worth just having a little Hot Topic chat about uh, TEN's kind of announcement, first announcement of pundits for, oh, yeah, for the for game. So Simon Hill is back. He's finally back. And, and you can go and uh, have a watch of our conversation we had with Simon. We might put that in the, in the comments or in the, in the description of this yeah. video. But uh, we had a, a chat with Simon Hill, and it's fantastic to see him back with Paramount. That's it was probably um,
0: the worst kept secret. Like it just it just had to make everyone. sense for him to go there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um some other interesting names. Mark Milligan after his retirement, he's, he's popped into uh, Punditry and Alex Brosk as part of the the group. Uh, Bruce Jidde as well. Yeah. Andy Harper's there as well. Yeah, Andy Harper. Um we've been watching some fantastic videos of Andy
0: Harper's Harper isn't. Uh, poetic language they call them Harperism (laughs) (laughs) they're they're really like I've never really noticed it before and then I watched that video I was like you know what he's he's pretty quick on his um on his feet with some of those lines he pulls out I'm I'm looking forward to it and I think yeah yeah. Um, (laughs) when um you know he was commentating with Hill I think you know they work really well together Mm -hmm. and I think We'll have no problem with them. I think they'll be they'll be great commentators. We'll we'll get our first taste of them next uh Friday morning, I assume.
1: Yeah, and I think they're gonna they're gonna take the lead on the Socceroos games. Would be my would be my guess. Uh It's gonna be great to listen. We can we can turn our volumes back up for Socceroos matches and and for A League again. Oh,
0: I, I don't think Brenton Speed was that bad. People made him out as the worst thing. I think he, I think he's a good commentator. I don't think he's of course he's not Simon Hill, but you know he's he's a handy commentator. He's quite versatile, but. Um, hmm. great in the big I, I don't moment. think he, I, I don't think he, you know, blows my socks off, but you know, I, I don't yeah. find too much problem with him.
1: Um, you, you, can, you can call a goal absolutely, but when there's nothing happening on the pitch or or just general play, yeah, I prefer someone else, but
0: I would you know. have, um, who's that commentator? I think he, I think he works with Channel 7 in Adelaide, uh, but he does some Fox Sports stuff as well. Can't think of his name. <laughs>
1: but uh, Robbie
0: Cornwath, I think.
1: Oh, Cornway, yeah. Yeah,
0: he was, I, I didn't he's mind him as a commentator, but probably because Channel 10, Channel 7, he's not going to be joining up anytime soon. But I, I think, you know, he'd be a good option to look at in the future for Channel 10.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's plenty of budding uh, journalists and, and commentators around there who hopefully paramount give uh, a shot over the, the next couple of seasons. Did Archie Thompson uh, get picked up? I think he did. Oh I, a joke. I not remember. I, I should check that out. But um I love Archie. I think he's fantastic. Oh, he, know, fitch fitch he, he, he brings he a brings lot, a great
0: but... character to
1: it, <laughs> oh. some good moments. If anything, he should be on the, the kind of late night fun show. You put him and Bosler together. The PG
0: M rated um footy show <laughs> for the A League.
1: It'd be fantastic. Um Okay, uh, our last little hot topic, I guess, chat before we we really dive in because we're you know we're twenty minutes into the episode oh, already.
0: Very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll try <laughs> um, and keep this part of the the show. Um, maybe maybe we're just all talking about hot topics um, today. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep it short and sweet, but uh, might be a bit hard. But anyway, let's go.
1: Yeah. So, our, and this is going to launch us into our our main topic, expansion. Uh, we've had a season. Of twelve teams, and it was great not having a bye.
0: I felt like there's, a bye. The draw was all over the place. It, it was all over the place. But in a uh, normal draw, yeah, six six games a week—that's great.
1: We've we're going for twelve again this season, but there's there's been some murmurings in the past. You know, maybe there's some more expansion in, in the in the pipeworks, in the pipelines. Uh, Canberra—is it going to happen, Bradley?
0: Oh, it seems like it's all but done you know from from the brief uh rumors we've heard um and i think probably no news from what they say is good news uh i think there's a lot going on under the They're all going that, to be coy on it. Yeah, i i mean i don't necessarily know why you have to be so uptight about it. I think in um Simon Hill's podcast with um Craig Moore i think he was somewhat involved with Canberra and he was very tight, tight-lipped about it. He didn't want to say too much about it yeah. either. um I don't know talking to the media about it how that could potentially affect Canberra getting a team or not, but um, I I feel like you know it has to be. You know, if we're going down an expansion route before a national second division, it just seems like it has to be Canberra. Anyone else, you know, that beats them to it should be robbed for um, you know thieving in public like that. Like it it just has to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it, it just. It just has to like it. It just has to be Canberra. I feel like if, if you know for our next expansion spot, and it seems like it's going to happen, but it just people involved are very tight-lipped, and I, I don't know why. But yeah,
1: yeah, it's um interesting though. Uh, what are your thoughts if we do add Canberra? Uh, let's say for the 2022-2023 season, so the season after the next yes. one. Should it be a one or should we go for two straight away again? Uh,
0: you know, I, I'd like I to... to depending on the situation, I, I'd like, I think going two straight away is good. I think with what we did with MacArthur, uh, Western United coming in first and then MacArthur, I think that was done wrong. I think it should have been MacArthur first. They were ready to yeah. go. They had the stadium. They probably better um, set up ready to go and then give Western United that extra year. They definitely felt like they needed an extra year. Um, but I, I still think you know um, two at one time would probably be preferable um, but if there's no one knocking on the door um, like Canberra I wouldn't yeah. stop Canberra joining if there's only one team but I, I think the preferable option would be to find another team because that's seven games a week when we could get to 14 teams and yeah absolutely. you know I've, I've heard some whispers and rumors about Gold Coast and you know we all know Gold Coast was I, th- I I wasn't necessarily against Gold Coast coming in. I think looking back, North Queensland was probably the bold option, but Gold Coast, it was just the owner. We all know what Clive Palmer's like. He's just, he's just an eccentric character. And, you know, if we get a, a Gold Coast team that is, has a fairly normal owner that's committed to the area, I think it'll work. You know, they've got a good sized stadium, probably a little bit too big for them, but you know, 20,000 seater stadium, that's uh, pretty good. I think, and you know, if they'll, they can build a rivalry with Brisbane, there's not a lack of footballers in Gold Coast. And you know, that's a, growing city and there's a lot of footballers there right next to Brisbane I think it would be a good option but you know Canberra has got to be the next one and who that second one if we get a second one to join them there's a few options
1: I definitely don't think there's a lack of interest for another spot you know I think Tasmania football Tasmania are definitely vocal about their their desire Um, Mm -hmm. I think you've got places like Brisbane where they're kind of they they want another Queensland team whether it's Ipswich whether it's Gold Coast or whether it's a, another team in Brisbane there's definitely some desire there um and Wollongong as well um, yeah yeah there's definitely options for to go to you know double barrel um, straight into that next expansion kind of uh period but that is going to take us on to our our main topic for for today and we're going to chat maybe a bit more in length uh, now because expansion might happen but the aafc and fa have had a meeting uh to chat about potential national second division ideas for next year the year beyond and that started right well. so so let's have a bit of a chat about second division you know if it happens how should it happen what's Is it, is it worth doing? Is it going to be good for football? Because there's still, I I think the jury's still kind of split on this. I think lots of people say, yes, we need a second division. It, It has to happen. You know, we're, we're miles behind. We need this. But I, I actually think there's still quite a big crowd that say, no, it's not viable. Don't do it. It's going to kill Australian football. Where do you sit, Bradley? Firstly, like, should, should this be a conversation that's happening now? Is it, is it the right time?
0: When is the right time? <laughs> that, that's the question. When is the right time? I think, you know, the right yeah. time is now. Um, I mean, if you want it to happen, you can't keep postponing it. You know, five years ago, to say it's not the right time. Give it a few years. Oh, bam, global pandemic comes. Like, like if, if you've got the support, um, just go for it. You know, if you've got, you know, 12 teams from a forward, or how many teams across the country that are they're keen, ready to go, have the finances ready to go to launch a second division, you know, I reckon they should go for it. I think it's, you know, I, I feel like I'm split on this. Like, I want it to work. I really want a second division. But is yeah, it viable? Yeah. You know, this is something, and I know this is how football runs in almost every country in the world. But in Australia, it's not how we do it in any sport at a really top level. And that's, that, that's probably the the hard thing for me you know we don't really have a concept of promotion and relegation at an elite level in this country yeah. outside you know we, we might do it at like a low MPL level in uh, new south wales but at a, an elite level like this in australia it's just a foreign concept to us and to get investors on board with the concept it's going to be a challenge it's going to be a challenge yeah. but you know if if that if they reckon they can they can do it by all means have a crack at and it
1: well, and and that's what the AFC are saying they're saying they've done the financial modeling they say they've you know they've accounted for flights they've accounted for you know if they go this or that or you know they've accounted for attendances what they think will happen uh, for sponsorship a salary cap kind of thing to keep things you know manageable and they think it's viable they, they keep saying this is viable and we're telling the FA that it's viable and we're going to back it. You know, this is our money that we're going to throw into it. And if we're willing to throw our money into it, let us throw our money into it. You know, it's sure. that's, that's an interesting thing that the AAFC, they, they want to go. And I think that brings us to, I guess if, if they're keen and they're ready, what's the best model. And so I think there's a couple floating around AAFC, they want a home and away season, don't they? They want 14 teams, 16 teams, whatever it is, 12. They want to go with that, play a home and away se- season and and let the clubs kind of, you know, just go, let, let them do it and see what happens. Um, but the other alternative seems to be, well, at least James Johnson and FA keep talking about this Champions League style thing. I... I Not sure on that. I think that's a great idea for getting into the second division. I think the MPL kind of way that it could work best is, you know, you've got your MPLs and and the top two teams qualify for the end of season, you know, national finals, and they all play off to get to, you know, the two teams that could, you know, get promoted into the second division. But I don't know if it's the best way to go about a second division, especially if there's no promotion from that into Mm. the A-League. You know, I'm not saying there needs to be promotion relegation between the A League and the second division straight away either. I think that should should wait two or three years, that mm-hmm. the league set and make sure it is viable before you you let that happen. But yeah, what what are your thoughts on
0: how you know the format? Yeah, I I think the FA's proposal the Champions League it's just garbage. Like <laughs> the Champions League um, in Europe, you play six games in a group stage, and if you're out. Yeah, you, know, you might get a chance for to the Europa League, but like talking about teams, they'll probably only play about six games, and if they get to the knockout stage, they might play another six. Like it, it's not it's not enough games. I, I think it's got to be a home and away season. It's got to be legit, incredible. You need you know if you have twelve game, if you're gonna have twelve teams, play the twenty two games. Like it's not that hard. It's it's got to be legit. It can't be a glorified knockout competition. And that's the same arguments we have against
1: the W League and against the youth league, right? Like the W League, some for some reason they only go to twelve games. Like they don't even play the full home and away, and it just mm. it makes mockery of of the competition. Really, it's not that hard to organise another four games. Uh, the same with the youth league. You know they they've kind of butchered that. It, a couple of seasons ago, the youth league was was kind of cracking, and and you had a proper home and away competition with all the A League. They moved to a conference, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they moved to conferences and and, and it's just killed what excitement and any, you know, I'm, there's surely still good players, but I think they're heading over to the MPL teams and it's it's just, I don't think it's the best way to go. At, I'm, I'm with you there, that this Champions League conference system, uh, get rid of that, play, play a home and away se- season, get it to 14, 16 teams, you know, have a, somewhere between 22 and, and 30 game league. Um, and, 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 you know, that's going to create actual competition to make a second division because that's, that's the big reason for a second division, right? It's, it's about competition. Mm. The closed shop, a league, you know, if someone loses, you know, they came last and, and they just pick up again next season, there's no punishment. Uh, now they're trying to introduce this punishment, but, you put a second division in and all of a sudden there's a bit of competition for, for places. You you add that with a transfer system where, you know, second division clubs can loan uh, a player, you know, instead of Luke Ivanovic who was struggling for game time at Sydney FC going to Brisbane raw where maybe he'll get game time Mm -hmm. or Mirza Muradovic, you know, who, who went from Brisbane raw, couldn't get game time. He went to Wellington Phoenix, he got a bit of game time, but then struggled. And then there's there's nowhere for these kind of players to go when they don't quite cut it once or twice. Put a second division in, and hell yeah, you, you get a Mirza Muradovic in a, in a second division side, and he's able to build some form. He's able to play week in, week out. That The A-League club benefits, the second division club benefits. There's competition for places. And then once you start adding in that, promotion relegation, if this second division can actually grow and get strong, you know, there's challenge, you know, there's, there's an actual battle for places in the A-League. And then, you know, if you play well, what if you, you're not contract to an A-League club, but you, you play for Sydney Olympic and they're in the second division and you have an outstanding season as a 19 year old and Sydney FC and Melbourne victory, they're after your signature and they're paying these second division clubs transfer fees for, for young players that's what then starts to make it financially viable is you you actually start to see this economy happen and and that's why fa the fa are trying to get this transfer system going but i think it works perfectly with setting up a proper second division to to create this economy of football in australia and then your MPLs are feeding into that and then that's feeding up to the a league and your a league is your, your premier competition and you've got the fa cup you know alongside that all of a sudden these they help grease each other, you know. They're they cogs that that turn each other. When they're working independently, you've got a broken clock.
0: You know, and we don't we don't have a lack of players in this country to make a second division viable. You know, you can make the argument. A lot of people like to, oh, the quality's not there. So I said because the the players don't have the opportunity to get into that top bracket of quality players. You know, you open up more options, like you say, the second division expansion teams. You have more teams there. You have more places um, in teams yeah. for players to compete for. You know, you say you bring... If we brought in four new expansion sides, you know, with squads of 23 or whatever, sweet. That's, you know, 16, 17 players in that each team. You know, you're looking at over almost 70 players. That'll fill into those teams from, you know, maybe teams from MPL, which means players from the lower level of an MPTEL might be able to bump up and get a gig then. It, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, look
1: at some of the players we've got in good Australian youngsters who have gone over to Europe and are now playing for Belgian third-tier sides and Portuguese fourth-tier sides. And it's ridiculous. Like, we're just throwing away these footballers and send them over to Europe and they're they're just floating in these nothing leagues, which, to be honest... If we had a national second division, our MPL, our MPL is probably just as good as the Portuguese fourth or third tier. The fact is that their Portuguese teams can can pay them better than an MPL side can, because an MPL side's in this kind of competition that's it's not really going anywhere. Put them in a second division team or an MPL that can get into a second division, you know, that and with an economy that we can keep these players and actually develop them in Australia and get them into A-League teams and, and build Australian football properly. You know, I, I, I really hate seeing, you know, this Australian 17-year-old signs for, you know, yeah, Ukrainian eighth tier side, you know, to what's the point? Uh, I, I don't get, quite get that. We're just losing all of that talent in Australia yeah. and, and that's really disappointing too which I think second division really will play a huge part in in fostering Australian talent.
0: Yeah, just, you know, like I've said, you know, if they've got the money, they're willing to do it, give it a go. If it doesn't work out, well, at least they tried. Um, But I I think it can be a hit. I think it can be a hit and it might be a struggle at the start, but I think it can work. It's just, like I said, it's just so foreign, the concept of promotion and relegation, but I think it can work. And and then you're looking at I, I mean we've got some
1: A League clubs that don't have stadiums, Western United. We've got A League clubs like Brisbane Raw, who who are a huge team in Australian football, and they're moved out of Suncorp because it's too big for them and, and they're going to Redcliffe and Redcliffe holds how many? Like uh 8, 000, I think about thirteen,
0: years. fourteen thousand.
1: Okay. You look at that and with a little bit of money and work, uh, places like Marconi Stadium can hold seven to 8,000. We're not expecting this second I think Marconi
0: can hold that. It's just they haven't had anything like that in
1: years. Yeah. Well, that's right. It, you know, there are clubs. Uh, you look at uh, South Melbourne with the Lakeside Stadium. It can hold a decent crowd. You look at... Um, quite a few of these clubs that own their own grounds. Uh, Sydney Olympic play out of the old... Um, it's like Belmore Bankhead. sports ground. Yep. Uh, yeah. You've got Sydney United who have their own ground in yeah, Sydney as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, these are decent little fields. Look, they're nothing amazing and could absolutely do with some work. But no one's expecting crowds of, you know, plus 10,000 at a second division game. Nowhere in the world... You know, is really getting plus 10,000 at second division games outside the top five nations, you know?
0: Uh, we're outside those top five nations. I think it's only really England and Germany. Yeah, that's right. That are probably, and, I, I probably mean, I could be wrong, but like I know confidently they, they're pulling over 10K. But um, yeah, And heck, uh, our
1: A League teams aren't really cracking 10K all that much at the yeah, moment. So, so what do you
0: want? Like, like, yeah, the, the haters, like, you know, they're not going to give crowds. I'm like, well, what's a good crowd?
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, if these clubs are getting two, three, up to six thousand through the through the gates for for a second division game, that's that's awesome kind of stuff. That's that's money. That's yeah, I think there's this thing. We're we're just scared to have this this go. And I and I fear that if the FA half it, if they, they go in and say, Oh, we'll do this when we're not ready for this proper home and away comp they're just gonna kill it. And then it will it will fail. Because anything you go in with half-heartedly is going to fail. If you don't put in the effort, you're not going to see the success. It's, you know, the the old coach's trick, uh, coach's advice for tackling. You know, you go in soft, you're going to get hurt. If you go in for a tackle without, you know, an actual drive to, to win that ball, you're not mm-hmm. going to win it. They're going to win it. You're going to end up on the sideline. And I fear that's what's happening with, a, with Australian football here. If, if we go in soft on a second division the whole system is going to end up hurt we're going to end up on the sidelines and it'll take us another you know 10 years to to have another crack whereas if we actually have a proper go go in properly mm. with 100 percent effort to make this work with the goal of winning that you know making it a real success we'll do it i, I really do believe that we've got the talent we've got the drive we've got the market to to make full australian kind of system work and yeah i i just really want to see it happen
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like you know there's always meetings the aafc is always having these meetings and they're always talking and like pull your fingers out stop the talking you know we want you to do something say we're going to start this comp 2023 we're calling for applications to join this comp like just yeah, do just it. do it. It's like, just do it. Stop talking about it. We're sick of talking about it. We want it to happen. We want to talk yeah. about it happening, not about what could happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, with with all of that said, you know, we're both on board. You know, we're really hoping this happens. We, we've had a little bit of a chat. You know, it's probably about eight or or nine months ago now that we we talked about teams that we'd like to see in the second division. Do your teams kind of change much you know who who are the headline if if you were to say maybe four or five headline teams to to launch what what teams do you think would get people excited go yeah i want to go to a second division match because this team's playing
0: new zealand knights no (laughs) no um i think you know at the start you know i think you were more basing picking off the teams off performance based merit i think at the start you want to get Big wham names in the start. You want people to be like, yeah, I uh, yeah, I know this team. I remember this team from the NSL days. I'd I'd go watch a game with them. Um, yeah. And I think South Melbourne, love them or hate them, I think they're a they're a big name. Um, they catch your eye, and I'd love to go watch a South Melbourne game. I'd love to go watch them lose. I've never <laughs> seen them, but I, I don't know if I like them. Um, but I, I think South Melbourne, someone like that, be a big a big name hitter. Someone like Marconi or Sydney United or Sydney Olympic. Yeah, I've just named like four Sydney, three Sydney teams. So maybe not, but like they're, they're popular names that people know. And I think someone like, um, probably not Brisbane strikers because they're in all sorts right now, I think. Um, but maybe someone like, uh, is it Lions FC, Brisbane Lions or Brisbane City, another a Brisbane team that have performed in the NSL. Someone like Adelaide City or West Adelaide. Actually, no, I think West Adelaide went broke. Or was that Adelaide Yeah, City? Adelaide
1: City, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, one, one of those Adelaide teams from the old and Old days, I think capturing a few of those teams. Oh, Wollongong Wolves. I think Wollongong Wolves, if they weren't to get through an yeah. expansion team, I think they would be extremely popular. Um, yeah. And I'd like it to to be for team or an opportunity for teams from outside the big cities, uh, not from teams outside the big cities to get a run. But I think at the start, you know, it's got to be well-backed teams, um, probably well-recognized teams. But I, I don't think, you know, it can't stop a, a small team like, gosh, I think there was a team like Winnum, um from uh, the Brisbane that, yeah. you know, I had, I didn't really know they existed um, until they were announced as one of the um, the partners in the AAFC. So I wouldn't be opposed to someone small like that, but I think, you know, a lot of the teams have to be, you know, recognisable names for it to be a good um, hit at the start.
1: Yeah. I, I think you've got to go with those big names, your Adelaide cities. Uh, you've, you've got to go with your, uh, South Melbourne's and your Sydney United's um, definitely to start they're, they're huge teams. Um, but the rest of the team should be the teams that are there on merit. I think maybe not those little, little kind of smaller town teams, unless, you know, Hey, they're actually punching above their weight in the, in their respective MPL. I think definitely to start, you need those teams that have the talent and who have the resources and then I've got no problem with then opening up those MPLs to promote into the second division so that oh, yeah. if your team has the drive and you've got the resources and you've got the luck of, you know, winning the matches when you need it and you can prove that you can, you can cut it, then, then promotion and relegation should start to happen. And we should start to see those teams. You know, I don't think there's any merit in putting a Bathus team in a second division because heck our, our local MPL team, are down in MPL four and barely won a game last season. And they don't deserve to be anywhere near a second division kind of thing. But if they, you know, if the chance was there and they got their act together and they actually started to work their way up, I'm all for that. That's, that's what I want to see. I want to see this opening of the football pyramid. And I think starting with a proper second division allows that just to start happening. You, you start getting these conversations, you start getting this competitiveness you start getting other teams showing, hey, we're good enough to be in this. Let us have a crack. And yeah, football will take off. It really will. I think we're just holding ourselves back at the moment. But yeah, I think, yeah. If I was to pick four absolute headline teams, I'd probably go South Melbourne, Adelaide City, Sydney United, and
0: Yeah, I'm I'd have to, to go some Mark, idea. Yeah, you, try, you, you were trying to think of someone that wasn't from Sydney, but you thought,
1: oh, yeah. Nah, they're, they're the big teams, you know. Uh, maybe I've been a bit harsh on some other teams down in Melbourne, but,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, they, that, they'd be the Sydney. big names. And that that attracts, you know, everyone's looking forward to South Melbourne taking on Melbourne City in the FFA Cup. That's going to be unreal. And a good chance just for, you know, South Melbourne to, to put their money where their mouth is and, they talk a big game, so, you know, what they got? We want Let's to see, see that. that and, ten,
0: yeah. Let's see yeah, if we that we want 10, to see, thousand yeah. supporters will show up to that game like they do every week.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, that's a pretty good uh,
1: chat about a second division, you know, the possibilities, what what format it might look at. And I think that uh, this has been a, a nice kind of episode and, and we're getting close to the 50-minute mark. And so oh, wow. if you've stuck around this long, uh, good job. Um Again, hopefully you're enjoying this uh, if you're listening on our new podcast, um, and so we're hoping to, to maybe make this a bit more of a feature. And so if you have enjoyed, make sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting kind of platform you've found us on, hopefully Spotify and and things like that. Um, and if you've watched here on YouTube as well, a little bit different to what we normally do, but uh, make sure to... to leave a like and if you haven't already subscribed we're getting close to 300 and the content's just going to keep coming as we get towards a new season and we're excited for that and, and we're going to keep doing
0: stuff so uh, for our youtube bye-bye. friends i will put in some timestamps because obviously we did talk for a lot so if you want to get to a certain topic you can uh skip straight to that because i'm not the kind of person to get you to stick around for 50 minutes um just for the algorithm. <laughs> Speaking of algorithm, please subscribe and like <laughs> if you're um, on
1: YouTube. Absolutely, it's it's been a pleasure to chat again with you, Bradley. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy. And you're getting ready to to fire up your your couch to watch some more Aussie content on Paramount Plus and Channel Ten and Ten Plus and you know all the different places you're going to find it. Um, yeah, we're excited. So we'll uh, we'll catch you later, couch critics. See, See ya. <laughs>